Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hello. Hey. I'm Brittany. I'm Brad. And we are Audio Shelf. I am beyond ecstatic about this episode today. This is going to be such a good episode. Tell them what we're doing. All right. So basically, we have all seen it. We're all seeing it coming. All the vampires are coming back. They're coming out of their cicada holes in the Mm -hmm. ground, suck our blood, and give us all the feels with Edward Cullen, I guess. Yeah. And I I want to know, and I don't know about you, but why are they so popular? Why have they returned? They will not die. That is a question I've had since before I was born. Why are (laughs) vampires cool? So let's talk about it, shall we? Yes, let's shall. So, you know, obviously we have had this platform of vampires for a while now. We've had the Anne Rice. We've had, you know, back in the day, the Twilight. So vampires Charlene Harris. Charlene Harris is True Blood series mm-hmm. and her Midnight Sun series. So it's like, not Midnight Sun, um, Midnight Texas series series. But they've always been kind of popular. And then they kind of went away. What do you think about that? I want to know why they came back. <laughs> so now we're gonna talk about this resurgence <laughs> of vampires. Mm-hmm. And let's go through the books, shall yes. we? The recent, There's- the most recent releases. There's a lot of books that are either coming out or are already out that are taking the world by storm and people just cannot get enough of them. Obviously, we mentioned the Stephanie Meyer Midnight Sun. (laughs) A lot of people are excited about it. That's why I'm not saying anything, Brad. I'm trying not to be (laughs) offensive, okay? I'm trying. Well, but the thing is, a lot of people have our same thought. Like, why are we so excited about this retelling of a story that we already know and we already got with Life After Death or whatever that book was called from Stephanie Meyer. It's like the same story a third time in a row. And I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I can't. It's money bags trying to grab all the things because she doesn't have any more movies and her Mm -hmm. other series didn't really pan out well. Yes. A lot of people wanted the host book too. Right. Like that was supposed to be the next thing. And it's just nowhere. It's just yeah. not. So Anyway, I don't want to be too negative. No, so, so we have Midnight Sun coming out this summer. Yeah. And then we have Crave by Tracy Wolf. Ooh, can I show you the cover? Oh, please. Oh okay, so this special edition cover that our friend, Heart of Toddy, sent out. Can you see it? Oh, wow. Isn't that is that like so young adult. Pretty? That is young adult. Did you hear my stomach just make a gurgle? No, I did not. Okay, good. <laughs> But so, but look at these pages though. Wow. Do you see the pages? Oh, wait, is it a picture book? No. Oh. But they do have cool little um, headline or what do they call it? What do you call Um, that? Chapter headers? Yes, chapter headers. But then look, when you flip it over, here's the original cover. It's beautiful. Literally stopped. You froze. Red hair. You you froze. You froze. Oh, my face was just like that. Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah, so yes, I'm very excited about Crave. A lot of people are like, this is the new Twilight. Anyway, the third book on our list (laughs) from the adult world. (laughs) I don't want to be negative, Brad. Stop trying to make me negative. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. <laughs> so the adult world, I actually have the, a copy of this book. I didn't bring it over with me for some God for second reason, but Southern Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires is like super popular right now. And it sounds really fun. It, yeah. I've heard it's very fun, but I've heard it's also very problematic because it's a white man writing it and it's very, um, what's that word? Masa, masa, what's it? Misogynist? Masochistic or something? Ma- maybe. But I think it's maybe misogynist sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've heard. We are dumb. Read. We are really, really dumb. The book is the book is written by Grady Hend- Hend- Hendrix. And yeah, which I thought was a woman. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do this? Riley Sager, not- <laughs> Grady Hendrix. We are not appropriate. No, we just uh, assume that everyone is a woman. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say about us. <laughs> I don't know. Future is woman. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that one sounds really cool and it sounds really interesting. Um, and it sounds fun. Like the, yeah. the title just seems like something you would see on like, I don't know, like ABC Family or Freeform or whatever it's called nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so the next book that we have is Dorothy Land of Monsters by Garton Gevdon. Mm-hmm. I, we, we have a cover of that too. Yeah. Do you have yours? I, I gave you your co- copy, right? Uh, yes, and I brought it up. This. Oh, here Look it is. At, ooh, cover twins. Oh, you can see me. You can see me. <gasps> Look at that. Yeah. So this is about shifters, zombies, and vampires. Yes. So I really like how they incorporate all of them. Mm-hmm. Very True Blood-esque. I think yeah. True Blood was like the original of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a really, really cool retelling. So it's not like specifically vampire based, but it gives you some of those different monsters to break up. If you're reading too many vampire books and you just like want some other monsters in there, Dorothy in the Land of Monsters will do that for you. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's also indie. She's an indie author. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to one of our other indie author friends, Mm -hmm. um, Amanda Carroll. She just finished her trilogy the Awakened Trilogy, and this is about vampires, werewolves, and Greek gods. Which, hello, hello. Bam. Hello. Bam. That is like every man on Instagram. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that is also another another point that you made yesterday is that like over the past 10 years, vampires in the really big published world have been kind of like quiet. It's been, mm-hmm. they've been kind of asleep. But in the indie world, they've been just going crazy. Like they've never stopped. Yeah, they're they're it's very they're very vibrant in the indie world, and I don't think they've ever stopped. Like you said, like I think it's just something that's so alluring about a vampire, especially mm-hmm. from in the indie world, because they have the free range to write whatever they want to write about it. Yeah, and especially with Amanda Carroll, she's in- incorporating Greek gods, saying that Greek gods were the ones that invented vampires, which is such a unique and original take on the whole vampirism. Very. And I think that is what needs to happen is that there needs to be unique takes because we can't just be having these stories about vampires. Oh my gosh, they're so hot and they're they're beautiful people and they suck your blood and blah, 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 blah. Like I am legend, like flip it on its head yeah. and make it an I am legend type story where 
we are the infestation as humans Mm -hmm. rather than vampires. Yes. And it's interesting that you mentioned Beautiful because that's one of the newest vampire series, The Beautiful by Renee Adaday. Yeah. That novel, although it's like a good depiction of vampirism, but it's based on this beautiful vampire, this alluring, seductive vampire who falls in love with this human girl. And that's kind of where YA, that's why YA really picks up on that whole like romance aspect of the vampirism. Yeah. And it combines this like fantasy and, and coming of age romance type of, of story, of, Mm -hmm. of trope, of theme. Um, It really wraps it up into all of them because I mean, I think that we can, I'm trying to think of other monsters that can pass as human without much problem. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And, and really vampire is the only one. So it's the easiest one to take. I mean, we had like warm bodies, which dealt with like zombie coming back mm-hmm. and, and becoming human again. But really like, that's one of the few where you have a thing, a monster that can kill in its monster form and doesn't turn into this like disfigurement animal looking creature. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think all of us as humans see a little part of us in a vampire. You know, they have that, you know, they're, they're supposed to be beautiful and they're supposed to be, um, they're like, essentially like they're like addicts because they're addicted to blood. And yeah. I feel like we're all like, you know, we all have that passion and that craving for something. And <gasps> that's so interesting mm-hmm. because like, you know, zombies obviously crave brains but they don't make that conscious decision they are dead and they are being Mm -hmm. used they're 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 not in control of their their urgent their urges Mm -hmm. and then werewolves they are really not in control of their transformations vampires are interesting because they're always looked at as sophisticated and in control even if they have the scent of blood, they are always just this like regal being that isn't driven by their their lust. They're like a hidden addict. Yeah. Whereas all the other and monsters, it, they're they're exactly. rarely in control. Exactly. And you know, other aspects of vampires is like their romanticism, mm-hmm. and you know, they're old vampires. Every time you hear about a vampire, they're like eight hundred thousand you know years old or whatever. And yeah. so that idea of the, an historian, like we want to be, we want to go back in that time and live in that time and, but still be in the present. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are very attracted to that aspect of vampirism. Yes. Very, oh, very exciting. Yeah. It's, very, it's very interesting to think about. It is very interesting because it's like this whole, it's like there's a deeper meaning to the vampire tropiness mm. that's just not being tapped. Does this mean that you have, you're starting to feel closer to vampire, vampires? No. <laughs> no, but there is a science behind them. I okay. want to make science with them. Mm. You know, and speaking of originality and vamp- vampires, we have oh, where a, is this going? a lot of new ones coming out mm-hmm. that are very different and take a different perspective. Yes. We have Those Who Hunger by Owen Banner. Yeah. I am so excited about this. It sound the the titles alone of vampire books are just the most beautiful and intriguing pieces of the literature. 
But who would have ever thunk Amish people and vampires? I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, put the two and two together. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I even wouldn't. invite them to the same party. <laughs> like. And they both don't like their pictures being taken. Yes. That's creepy. I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. Mind blown. Oh my God. Are Amish people vampires? I think they are. We probably shouldn't say that. I mean, oh yeah, we don't want to say that. We live close to Amish country. They could come mm-hmm. and drink our blood. The good old Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh no. <laughs> they weren't affected by COVID-19. They weren't? No, because they pretty much social distance from us. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about the other one that you found? The other book that you found by the author Jay Kristoff? Oh, yeah. Empire of the Vampire, mm, which is a very beautiful rhyme. Empire of the Vampire. The Vampire. Empire of the Vampire. How has someone not put those two together? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> is, is there a cookie, cookie lion vampire available? Ooh. <laughs> that would be gorgeously scary. Yes. Yes, boo-boo kitty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that one is coming out and that one has like a very interesting, beautiful looking cover. Um, and I, I'm just intrigued by all of these. How are they going to make them different? Are they going to try to make them different? Or are they just going to go in the same direction that vampires were in when they last had a resurgence in the late O's? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's what I feel like Crave is. Yeah. Like look at just the cover alone. Like if these are the characters, it looks just like love and, and you know, obsession with the dead. Cause it obviously she's just like, like making, love. She's like making out with them. She, she basically is like, if they were kissing, it could be a, an erotica. We don't know. Which makes me wonder like, when is how much of the adult world is going to be influenced in this time with this resurgence. Like if it's resurging in YA, will there be another big jump of it in adult? And we Ooh. listed some adult literature, but it there's not a lot. Most mm-hmm. people are talking about the YA aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people have been saying that Anne Rice has been trying to come back oh. with the her whole like Lestat and Queen of the Damned books. And I think I have a feeling she's gonna make a comeback whether it's her or her son, Christopher Rice, someone's going to make a comeback in the adult world. In the Rice family. In that, that Rice family. They're all probably vampires. No. <laughs> and Rice is probably a vampire. Let's be real. She has to be. Like, I, thought, I thought she was 80 when I was like seven. <laughs> she was. Oh my God. She has like the best hair I've ever seen. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of her. Diane Keaton level hair. I love Diane Keaton. <laughs> yeah, she has like some really good hair. Oh, man. Um, but next on our list is The Fell of the Dark. Ooh, I'm so excited about this book. Caleb Roig. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad you said his last name because I was having trouble. I'm having trouble reading last names today. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of hard last names on this list. There are. It's like they're vampires. <laughs> like, you know, you always get the, like, Roman novelogy jaws in the, in the vampire families, and you're just like, Would you just call what? me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. Supposedly, Caleb Rovig is, like, a very popular YA author that I just kind of found, but everyone's like, you don't know who he is. And I'm like, no. 
Oh. Until now. And now I want to read all of his books. Right. Yeah. Mm. Does he have like a lot of um, vampire stories? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So this might be like his first one in the, I wonder if it's going to, is it going to be a series? Do you know? I I don't know. I don't know. That'll be, that is going to be, I think a big turning point. Are a lot of these going to be series or are they going to be standalones? I know the beautiful Mm -hmm. is going to be a series. I think the second one is due out sometime this summer. Mm -hmm. It's called the damned. Yeah. I believe. And then Crave, that one is going to come out. I think that's called Crush, which is the next one in the series. Oh my gosh. As long as it doesn't have 20 pages of blank, I'm good. Um, I, but I think no one will ever have that again. I hope not. <laughs> but then we also have the Buffy the Vampire Slayer retelling. What is this? Kirsten White. Who, where did you come from? Where did you go? Cotton on Joe. Like, I, I don't know if I was interested in reading them when they first came out. So Slayer is the first one that came out mm-hmm. and it came out last year. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm interested in reading this one. But now that they, there's a second one and a lot of people loved Slayer, I'm like, should I read this? Right. And it's based in the Buffy world and you watched Buffy. And I, I love Buffy. I need to restart watching Buffy. But like, it seems like it would be a very interesting world and a very interesting yes. story told from a creative's mind. So like, we love retellings. So why, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Let's do it. Let's, let, let's download it. Let's, yeah. Do, do, is there an audiobook? I might check Overdrive first. Okay. Yeah. And Libro.fm. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh my gosh. And then the last one, I don't know too much about this one, but I, I just saw it in the list that we, we found. In Kind by Kayla Whaley. I, no, sounds I'm right. interested. I'm interested. Yeah. It sounds, I just want there to be a sophistic, sophistication is what I almost said. Sophistified. I just want, the vampires, because we we all know that they have this like, what is it like an old world charm to them, like they just like exude this like appeal of getting people to get close to them, and then they attack, and they drink their blood, and <sighs> they fall in love, and there's always like the same pattern that like most vampire books follow, mm-hmm. and I I just want to see something different. Have you ever drank blood? I have sucked my own wound before. <laughs> You're nasty. You're nasty. Well, you know, you get curious. <laughs> what do you think about those real vampires in the world? Have you ever seen that documentary? No. I don't know what it's called. But <laughs> what the like, hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's, on, it's on Netflix and there's a show. It's like real world monsters or something like that. No, no. And there, there are real vampires in the world. Brad, stop. And they like, they like suck each other's blood. Stop. It's so crazy. No. Yeah. That's bad for your iron levels. I would think so. You could die from like blood poisoning or something. Yes, AIDS. Oh no. I So I have a thing with like my neck. Like I just. See. I like my neck being bit. Oh, <laughs> in certain situations, but like in life, I always imagine just getting stabbed and having my jugular slit. Mm. Well, it's my worst fear. Is it because the cushion? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Man. Ugh. Man. 
anyway, vampires are weird. And I just want to see something different. Like that's yeah. all I hope for is just something that will take the YA or the adult world by storm. Cause I feel like that's kind of what true blood did mm-hmm. for the vampire community is that it flipped it on its head a little bit. And yes, there were some elements that were the same, but in the long run, it was, it was enough to expand on the fiction of vampires. They also didn't, Charlene Harris didn't take vampirism so seriously. Yeah. And a lot of these books take it so damn serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. Like it gets to be just a little bit much. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of like why I enjoy, even though it's an older novel, like the I Am Legend story, because Mm -hmm. it's like, why would you think that we're afraid of garlic? Like, are you an idiot? Yeah. You're you're, kind of dumb. Like it takes the vampire tropes and just changes them Mm -hmm. and makes it a different story. It doesn't change them a lot, but it changes them enough to where it's making its own piece of history. And that's what I want like all YA books to try and do is to get their own piece of history. Vampires don't glitter. Let's be real. They only glitter if you take them into Michael's. (laughs) Michael's is closed right now. No, it's not. No, it's Uh -uh. not. They open? Curbside. Oh, okay. All and right. you can go into the store. You can also go into the store. Dang, wear a mask. How do vampires survive with if they have to wear masks? I guess like how you and I would survive. Like this is me pulling out my fangs. <sighs> they would probably have an easier effing time. <gasps> they could just be living life behind their masks with their mm-hmm. fangs out because you know mm-hmm. those things hurt when they get sucked back in probably. That's true. And they're living... And they're just with their masks and they got their fangs out. And that Mm -hmm. makes it probably much easier. They just follow someone down a dark alleyway and then they attack them immediately. Exactly. I like it. They don't even have to wait to go like (laughs) the tropes that we just went through. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, this is a, this is a very good discussion. I think so. I have no idea what it was actually about except for vampires. (laughs) I, well, I just think this resurgence of vampires it's going to hit us and it's going to hit us hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a bite out of us. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely coming back. It's definitely like not taking its time in coming back. Like no. 2020 it was like, "All right, screw y'all. I'm coming he- I'm coming back." Blame it on the plague. Yeah. Yeah. We're obviously getting more vampire books, but maybe mm-hmm. next will be werewolves or zombies again, which God help us all. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see how it evolves. Yes. Will I, will I read them all? I don't know. Right. I'm just, but I'm I, very I'm some excited of to them, see. some of them by their titles have gotten me hooked. They've sunk their fangs into me. Um, but I can't say for certain if like, I'll follow through with that. Mm-hmm. I think my favorites on the list would be, I have to give Crave a try and because a lot of people are loving it. And then I also really want to read Those Who Hunger. Yeah. I think that's probably the most anticipated vampire book because Amish and vampire, let's be real. Oh my God. I am very excited for that one. Mm-hmm. That one actually does have me excited because it's it seems like it's taking a different approach. Exactly. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be cool. Um, I am excited for just, just the title of it. Um, the fell of dark. 
Ooh, yes. That's that another one, one. That one just sounds intriguing to me. I also love the cover because I think it's something that's not going to take vampirism super serious. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, that's like the fangs dripping over. I don't, you know, I tried it. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a good time, but the audio shelf logo turned off in the back of your... Okay. <laughs> I can see myself. Like, I can, I can easily oh. see myself. Can you not see yourself? I can. I just didn't think that you could see yourself because I... <laughs> I totally forgot that you have a screen on your end too. Yeah, I just, I've been getting distracted because it kind of looks like a wavy, like, sea it looks monster. Like, yes. So I've been kind of getting we, distracted by it and haven't wanted something, to turn it Something that we need more of in books, sea monsters. Let's be real. <gasps> we need more tentacles. Oh, we need more tentacles. Scales. Ooh, mermaids. Like, we had some people try mermaids, but. But they didn't make them scary. Mm. Made them weird. Yes. And mermaids are already weird. They don't need to be weirder. They just need to be more scary. They made them more nipply. Oh, God. So many Mm. nipples. Anyway, Uh. if you, the audience at home, are excited for any vampire books that are coming out in 2020 or 2021, since 2020 is a wash, please let us know in the comments down below or on our various social medias. We are on Twitter at AudioShelfMe, Instagram at AudioShelfMe, and Facebook at AudioShelf. And if you like all of our videos, especially this one, please press that little subscribe button and that little bell to get some notifications. And a little like. Yeah, give us the likes. So until next time. Bye. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest books and topics for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.